This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Before I introduce my guest today, I want to invite you to follow the podcast on Telegram. Just search for Mr. Productivity. Bob Galetta is the fundamental transformation coach. He loves helping people truly love their authentic self. And let me tell you, folks, we need to be authentically us because everybody else is already taken. Bob, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, Mark, for having me. Appreciate it. You know, it's it's interesting because today's the last day of August, August 31st, 2021. And I was thinking the other day, this past weekend, I was live on Facebook and I was saying, you know, it seems like yesterday we were saying Happy New Year. Here's 2021, a brand new year. And now it's eight months over. We have four months left of 2021. Very soon we'll usher in a brand new year. And I will never forget, I saw an episode, what was that show called? White Collar. It was a show on the USA Network a number of years ago. I remember it. And there's a guy with the name Moz, M-O-Z. And he said, the reason why time was invented is so everything doesn't happen at once. And I love that. And time marches on. Whether you're ready or not, ladies and gentlemen, time is just going to keep marching on. It's going to be the end of September, end of October, end of November, end of the year. We're Christmas uh, shopping before you know it. Oh, I, you know, Christmas is my favorite time of year. I love Christmas. I will listen to Christmas music year round. Yeah, I've done that in the middle of July and people look at me like I have three heads. Why is it why is it got to be relegated to two, three, four weeks before Christmas? I love Christmas music. So anyways, I'm glad you're here. You're in the King of Prussia, you said? I'm just outside of King of Prussia in Pennsylvania. It's a tiny little town no one's ever heard of. It's called Royersford. So if you blink on the highway, you miss it. We have we actually have two exits on the highway. They're a mile apart. So, uh, you know, if you miss the first one, you can get off the second one. Well, very interesting. I, I've heard a king of Russia didn't know where it was. So we're going to talk about adversity. And I want people to understand this is not going to be specifically around the pandemic because we've had adversity since the first human being, I believe, was Adam and Eve, was on this planet. And we'll have adversity way into the future. And we all have different types of adversity. Some adversity is big. Some adversity is just annoying. So let's start off this way, Bob. What Give us a 30,000-foot overview of how you look at adversity in the year 2021. First of all, let me just say this. I'm very fortunate, Mark. I know lots of people today. Some some people may be listening to this, and this may be the first time that they've ever heard this, or it may be the first time that they've ever accepted it as a truth. But I was I was lucky when I was 26 years old, and I'm way past double that now. <clears throat> but when I was 26 years old, I was in the middle of a self-awareness seminar and there was a girl, same age, sitting next to me. Now, at the time, I was on my second marriage, my third kid, um, and, and I had a lot of adversity, right? There was, you know, I was a stockbroker at the time and I just bought my own firm. So there was a lot going on. There was a lot of uh, responsibilities and obligations, which sometimes could be an adversity, right? trying to do this, trying to do that. And then all of a sudden you hit a wall, there's an obstacle, there's a struggle. And you're just at the end of the week, you know, I'm just stressed out. And I'm sitting next to this girl, we're in midtown Manhattan and she's upset and she's troubled. And it was because her dad just bought her a new condo in midtown. Now this is in the mid nineties and she's upset because her dad just bought her a new condo in Midtown Manhattan, which at the time was expensive. Now, you know, this is 20-something years, 25 years ago. So, And I remember thinking, I really want to knock her off her chair. 
right? Like <laughs> this is her biggest problem in life. But then an incredible thing happened. And here's the gift. I learned that whatever troubles you, troubles you as much as what troubles me, troubles me. So whether you just watched your dog get run over or I'm standing there with one of those toothaches, you know, the type that's like in the nerve and your eye twitches, right? Something cold hits it. You see Jesus, right? Like it's horrible. <laughs> well, if that's what you're going through, then, then there's nothing else in the world that matters. So whatever's troubling you, i.e. a toothache, that's as painful to you as me watching my dog get run over. And I believe that that was a gift because what it did was it enabled me to not be so critical, to not compare and to not be so judgmental. It allowed me to open up my mind to the possibility that it's not a contest, you know, and that we all struggle with different things and whatever it is for you, it is for you. But together, I believe in togetherness. I believe in unity. I believe that Mark and Bob together doesn't make Mark and Bob, but it makes this third entity that is much stronger than Mark or Bob. And that's what I tap into all the time. That's what I get my coaching students to tap into. There's so much more abundance in the universe than there is between myself or even myself and another person. So we have lots of struggles and they're always going to change, but together we can overcome anything. The gift of adversity. Let that sink in, listener. Let that sink in right now. The gift of adversity. I'm sure you're not looking at lost your job as a gift, but I can tell you in July of 2005, I was fired from my corporate job. And at the time, I was really irritated. I was angry. I was livid. But now that I look back on it, it was a gift. It was a blessing because who knows if I'd be an entrepreneur, who knows if I'd be the host of the Mark Stuchowski podcast or even have a podcast. And so I know when you're going through adversity at the time, it may not seem like a gift, but I want you to hear what Bob said. It probably is. And you probably won't realize it for weeks, months, years down the road. But I believe everything happens for a reason. I believe in God. And I, I don't, I don't ever say the universe or higher power. I say Jesus, because that's what I believe in. And I believe nothing happens without his control and everything happens for a reason. We may not understand it in this life, but everything happens for a reason, the good, the ugly, and the bad. Yeah. You know, every, everybody knows the saying it's a lesson or a blessing, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I had recorded a podcast about this topic and it was the lesson is the blessing. Just that's what we're talking about here, right? Adversity. Sometimes, and, and and I subscribe to universe, source, power, God, whatever you your thing is, you be you, whatever it is, uh, I, not for me to say, but <clears throat> whatever that is, it's smarter than you. It knows better than you. It's here to help if you believe that, right? How many people, oh, why does this have to happen to me? Well, first of all, why not you? <laughs> what made you exempt from problems, right? Like so you, to you, you're the most important person in the world, but not to the rest of the world. So why not you? And it's like being on America round, right? Everybody gets a turn. Pain is coming. It's coming for everybody. And it's just your turn. And if you can accept that, it makes the seasons easier to go through. It's just my turn. But the beautiful thing is right now it's my turn. So I know next month it'll be somebody else's, right? We get to, we get to pass the buck. And I believe that you, you know, everybody's like, Hey, 
Mark calls me and says, hey, Bob, I'm going through this thing. And so what do I say as a good, loving, caring friend? I say, don't worry, buddy. We're going to get through this, right? People say that all the time. We're going to get through it. Mark, I got to tell you, in my 51 years around the sun here, I have tried every way possible to get to the other side by going around it. And I have come to learn that the only way to get through this is to go right through it. And it was once I accepted that there's, listen, uh, not to get into recovery, but it's a part of my story in, in the big book of AA, there's a letter in the back and it's written, uh, by a doctor and it's so common. There's a paragraph in the letter that he wrote that is so common that it's actually printed out and handed out at AA meetings. It says, and the key in it is, and acceptance was the answer to all my problems, right? Sometimes we resist. We want to move the mountain. And we push and we push and push a mountain ain't going anywhere, right? But if we could just accept that it is a mountain and that there's more than one way to tackle this problem, look at it, look at the, the lesson as the blessing. It's all about mindset. It's all about shifting your perspective. I talk to my students all the time. You're wearing glasses. I'm wearing glasses. And you know, when we go for that annual checkup, you sit down and they put that big thing in front of you, it looks mm-hmm. like covers your whole face. And what does the doctor say? And they, they, they almost sound like airplane pilots, right? The doctor, does it look better now? Click, click or now? Is it clearer now or now? Right. And they click the little thing and then it changes the lens. And then what happens? The, the stuff that was blurry is now like, ah, uh, it's crystal clear. What happened? Nothing, nothing's different. It's the same letters, but your lens changed. Your perspective changed. You changed your view. And man, you know, not to get too deep into my story, but I've had a lifetime of adversity. Does your to-do list have you overwhelmed? When you join my digital productivity coaching program, you'll learn how to get and stay focused, become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Sign up today by clicking the coaching tab at mrproductivity.com. I just want to interject to you real quick right there. Um, I had a Bible study teacher that said, you're either coming out of a trial, in a trial, or uh uh-oh, about ready to enter a trial. Those are the three phases of life. And I can tell you, I've been on this planet 56 years, and I can tell you that's true. So if you're coming out of a trial, and you're like, whew, that was was tough. But you're going to go in a trial eventually, again, because that's the cycle. You have winter, you have spring, you have summer, you have fall. So guess what, folks? I hate to break this to you. You're not going to have one trial in your life. I know you wish you'd have one trial. I know people have had seemed like a trial every week. I know people have had issues with trials. It's a part of life. And like you said, you can either say, I'm going to head, uh, you know, face it head on, or I can curl up in a ball, eat chocolate bonbons, and binge watch Netflix. <laughs> what do you think? That's is exactly what I say, Mark. Oh, my God. You just used one of my most favorite sayings, you know, choking down bonbons, watching nine seasons of whatever on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah. Well, it's true because people have got to realize, you know, I've been seeing a lot of this phrase used a lot on social media, adulting. You know, if you're over 21, it's time to grow up and you need to stop complaining. Okay. It's not the government's fault. It's not the climate's fault. It's not, uh, you know, God's fault. It's not your neighbor's fault. It's not your coworker's fault. We have to grow up and say, look at, 
I got myself in this mess. Like I help people with productivity and they say my email inbox is completely overwhelmed. I said, well, who do you think did that? And I said, who do you think has got to undig it? You know, it's going to take time. You have to allow yourself the time. But before you can do that, you got to realize it's your fault. Yeah. I'm not big on bumper stickers, but I'm behind a car the other day and it's one of those cars that has a million bumper stickers on the back. You ever see those, right? But the one in the middle, I thought this was, it was like a revelation. It says, I take full responsibility for my life. I almost wanted to pull the guy over and like shake his hand because it's the exact opposite of what so many people are, t- are tuned into today. Something happened to me. Who, who can I blame? My dad, my mom, you know, the, the government, like there's, there's a long list. And I believe that we live in a society today that encourages finding fault in others, where really all you need is a mirror, right? Because everything begins and ends with you. You, I asked somebody the other day, because, you know, my goal is to help people to realize their true potential. And how do we do that? I want you to be your most authentic self, right? So I live by three keywords. They are inspiration, authenticity, and joy. I want to inspire people to be their most authentic self so that they can feel the joy from truly loving who they be. Well, guess what? Like you said earlier, who do you want to be? Everybody's taken. So I got to be me, but I want to be a better version of me. You know, I've lived my whole life struggling. And a lot of it was kind of thrust upon me when I was young, because children, what real responsibility they have in creating their destiny, right? But the rest I created all by my lonesome. You know, I, I started to say this earlier. So my, my birthday's day after Christmas. And by the way, that really is a horrible day to have a birthday. It would only be worse if it was one day earlier. But um, two days you prior. You get to rip off your presents, right? Your family knows you get presents. No, right? no, not at all. Here, this is for your birthday and Christmas. Really? Thanks a lot. Your birthday's in June. Goodbye. Um, but, um, you know, a couple of days before my 10th birthday, my dad murdered my mother. And wow. that's a tough pill to swallow, period. Yeah. Hard stop. But... Uh, one of the blessings that came from that was immediately they thrust you into uh, therapy, right? Got to, got to talk to somebody. And I hated that. I don't want to talk to anybody. I grew up in an organized crime family. We don't talk to people outside the door here, you know? So I'm not sharing anything. And I would go to, and we moved a lot after that, right? Bounced around a bit. And I would go to this new therapist and I would be sitting there with my arms crossed, all angry and pissed off. And I'm not going to tell them anything. And I noticed something was happening. They still knew stuff, right? They would still know how I felt. And that blew me away. I'm 10 years old. I'm like, I'm not telling them anything. How do they know how I feel? So I started trying to understand what they knew. And, and that was really my journey that's where it really began to understanding how we be. And I say how we be because I think that the being is so much more important than the doing. So I started to understand how the mind works and, and what makes us tick. And you know, the beautiful thing about that is that it helped me to realize that no matter what you look like, no matter where you come from, no matter what your life experiences, life comes at you in all these different directions. At the end of the day, we all feel the same stuff. And, you know, I've been very successful in life. I had a very traumatic childhood, 
you know, sexual assault as a child. My parents were fighting a lot before she died and they didn't want us to go through that. So they shipped me one place to ship my brother another place. And, and I jokingly, because I use comedy to deal with pain, like refer to that as my summer of sodomy because like, oh, I don't want to watch my parents argue. So I'm going to, you know, be sent away. So I can be sodomized for a whole summer. Like, yay. Um, so I had to deal with that as a child, right? I had to process all this and, and I had all this hate and I had all this anger and boy, I lived it. I expressed it. I found that at a very young age that I could change how I feel inside by doing something externally. And for me, it was violence. I started at a very young age to, to act out in a violent way. Violence was a part of my family's life. My brother beat me daily until I was about 15, 16 years old and decided to fight back one day. But I, I, I understood that if I acted in a particular manner, it would take away the pain. It would take away how I felt. And so I went through this decades long journey, right? First it was violence, then it was sex, then it was alcohol, then it was drugs. I mean, I smoked crack for 30 something years on and off with varying degrees of success because all of the mess that I created by doing that, it eased the pain. It eased the way I felt and it made it easier for me to be me. I could go outside and get into a fight. I go, I don't want to fight Mark. I want to fight Mark and his friends because I know I'm going to get my butt whipped. But guess what? The bruises heal, but they, when, when your eye is pulsating, it takes away from how you feel inside. And it wasn't until I woke up, happened to be about seven years ago. And I said, you know, I just got to be somebody else. And like you said, everybody else was taken. So who's left to be? I got to be me, but, but I don't like who I be. You know, I, I was in the service when I was younger. I got out. I thought I was going to set the world on fire. I became a stockbroker. I started at one of the worst places on the planet. I walked into Stratton Oakmont and I got started there. Everybody knows the company now, Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street, that whole thing. And it, and it, and it just kind of set me on a certain trajectory in life. I made a million bucks by the time I was 25 and then I gave it all away. And I've started other ventures and I've lost everything. I've always given it away. Nobody took it from me. Even, even the business ventures that I got involved with, where my partner screwed me or robbed me or did something bad, all the stuff that happened, all that bad stuff, like I signed up for that stuff. You know, so I don't blame any of those people because I went in with my eyes wide shut because I only want to see what I want to see. Right. I want to look at the rose colored glasses of this is going to work. Yeah, there's a hundred thousand red flags. I got to like push them out of the way just to be able to see what I'm looking at. But I'm going to find it. I'm going to find the one thing that makes this all worth it. Right. It's like a gambler. Right. You lose over and over and over. I'm going to get the one and then it's going to turn it all around. You know, you remind me, your story reminds me of someone I'm really following right now, Grant Cardone. He had a really troubled um, childhood and teenager he was in the drugs, you know, all the stuff, same thing you did. And now he is a, a, a multi-billionaire. How did he do that? He reached a point that says, this ain't going to work. This is not sustainable. I'm not going to see my 22nd, 23rd, 24th birthday unless I change my trajectory. And so he changed his trajectory. He is very successful right now. Unfortunately, more people are staying in that lifestyle. They're not seeing there's a way out. You found a way out. Grant found a way out. But I wonder how many people are not finding a way out and they're living that life like Groundhog Day over and over and over again. Hey, 
you listening to the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter, and you can sign up right now by going to MrProductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, MrProductivity.com. I would say billions with a B billions because we don't know what we don't know and i knew this i knew that my best thinking got me right to where i was and where was i regarded like i said i've been very successful financially speaking and and where was i here was the problem at the end of the day in what i call the quiet place which is you alone with your head on your pillow there's no external stimuli it's just you and what do you have at that point you have the sounds of the voice in your head your voice Well, what is that voice telling you? I spent 44 years listening to, you're a piece of garbage. You're a bad dad. You're a bad husband. You're a failure. You're not worth it. You didn't do this well enough. You didn't do that well enough. You're not, you're not doing this. You're not being this. And, and at the end of the day, it was some version of I'm not enough. And I didn't like who I be. And now I knew that all of the things I did, I had done many different things. Some were successful. Some weren't, but. It didn't matter what I did because I still was being the same person. So I made a conscious decision at that moment to change who I be. And I, all I did, three simple things. Number one, I opened up my, my mind to the idea of what's possible. And then all of a sudden I got flooded with these possibilities for me, not for you. I believe you could be successful. I didn't believe I could. I believe that you could be happy. I didn't believe I could. I believed you could have a family where everybody loved each other and it was like a scene out of the Waltons, but I didn't believe that I could. Mm. And once I opened, once I had that little click, click, is it clearer now or now? It all of a sudden got clearer. I needed to be somebody that I could live with, that I could love. So I focused more on the being rather than the doing. And I decided to live a life that was intentional rather than reactionary. I always used to tell my kids, don't go through life like a jellyfish, letting the waves take you where they may. Decide who you want to be and then live congruent with that decision. And then everything else becomes easier. And that has transformed my life and the lives of every single person I talk to. I believe that. And I know that to be true based on what these people tell me that that is so powerful because I think we get in the proverbial forest and we can't see the trees. And I like how you said your quiet place, because when you are in your screens, when you're around other people and you're busy, your mind cannot comprehend everything that you're doing and what you want to do. And I I think we need to get back to silence in our world. We don't spend enough time, whether you meditate or pray or just sit quietly. When you're quiet, that's when you can really hear what your mind wants to tell you. But when we're inundated with all this noise in our world, that's very challenging. So I would challenge and encourage and hopefully motivate the listener to give yourself the gift of being quiet several times a day where you're not on your phone, you're not thinking about what you're going to do next. You're not thinking about the fight you had with your friend or your spouse. You're just quiet and listen to your mind because I think that would be tremendous in everyone's lives. What do you think? 
I absolutely agree. And, you know, I'm sure you've heard this, Mark, right? When we, when we speak to God, where that's our prayers, that's when we're speaking to him. Well, when we meditate, when we're quiet, that's when we're listening for the response, right? You can't listen when you're speaking. If you're speaking, what are you learning? You're just regurgitating stuff you already know. But when you're quiet, when I'm open to receive, when I'm open to the idea of what's possible, and I'm open to receive that maybe Mark is about to say something, he could say something in passing to Mark, but it could be truly transformational to Bob. And if I'm not tuned in, if I'm not paying attention, if I'm not actively listening, which we could talk about for hours, learning to listen. It's a skill that needs to be practiced. Like any other skill, we come into this world with two skills, crying and sucking. That's not a great toolbox to have, (laughs) right? Everything else, we have to learn. And we have to learn to listen. Because what if Mark says something that could change your life? But you say it so nonchalant because it's something that you've already adopted. It's a philosophy that's in Mark's head. It's who you be. So it's it when we when we are being our most authentic self, we're just operating in our normal way. So we're not placing a lot of emphasis on let me say something that's really good. You know, when people want to share it in public spaces, they want to drop gems and they want to say something that's awe-inspiring. Well, guess what? If you love who you are, whatever you say is gonna be awe-inspiring. See, that's the beauty of that quiet place. That's the beauty of transformation. Now When I lay my head on the pillow in the quiet place, I hear two things. I am fully aware of what I offer to the world. And most importantly, I truly love who I have become. Now, to me, that's fulfillment. And to me, fulfillment is success. That that is so powerful. And, you know, We've talked to, especially you have said the word authentic numerous times during our conversation today. And there's actually a place in the Bible where God says, don't just say prayers of repetition. He wants to hear from our heart. So these people who do these long prayers, there's no emotion. I'm like, what are you just reciting a poem? When I when I'm talking to you, I have no scripted questions. We're just having a conversation. So if when you talk to God, just pour your heart out because He already knows what you're thinking, anyways. He wants to hear you say it. And I I think we need to be more authentic. If someone bothers you, I mean, don't go off on them, but go tell them how you really feel. Because you mentioned earlier, don't go around, go through. Just confront the issue. If you made a mistake, if it's a big mistake, like you. Had an, uh, you had an affair on your spouse or you forgot the milk. I don't care what it is. Beating around the bush and going around the long way, look at You're going to get the wine at the same point. You might as well look at Go to your friend. Go to your spouse. Look at I screwed up. They have proven that people that admit they screwed up in a contrite way, the healing can begin at that moment. But if you try to hide it, if you try to go around, try to make excuses, play the blame game, you're just extending that pain and the inevitability that you're going to eventually get there. Remember the steroid issue in baseball? Mm-hmm. Player after player after player came out and said, you know what? I screwed up. 
listen, in the beginning, my trainer gave me this stuff. He told me it was, eh, it's kind of a gray area. And at the time, we were coming off a strike, and everybody was kind of pissed. All the fans were pissed off at baseball. And then it's, hey, listen, guys, start blasting home runs, because that's what Americans want to see, right? Want to see points and all that stuff. So we're going to kind of turn a blind eye to all this steroid stuff. And then after the fans came back, they said, okay, that's enough. No more steroids. <laughs> and guys came out in droves and said, you know what? Yes, I screwed up. But there were a couple. No. No, not me. Never use steroids. Listen, buddy, we already forgot the names of every other person before you because they screwed up. They came out. They said, I screwed up. Mea culpa. Let's go. Move on. Next. No problem. But, you know, like Roger Clemens and A-Rod, these guys come out and they just keep arguing. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Here's the trainer with a bag full of needles with your DNA on them. No, that, I don't. <laughs> nope. Wasn't me. Right? Like, <laughs> we are a forgiving society. We've got so much stuff going on. Listen, today, we are uh, 24 hours not even removed from a very, very bad storm down in the Gulf, right? Like New Orleans got decimated again. We got this yeah. blow, like category four hurricane just hit New Orleans. Everybody needs to leave. So that's the problem of the day. Tomorrow, it'll be something else, right? Yeah. We have the attention span of a crackhead net. So we don't need to keep worrying about what you did last week because listen, Whoever's perfect, start throwing the stones. But we all live in glass houses, right? We all have some stuff. So just say, hey, I'm sorry. You were talking about communication before. I believe, and, and I challenge people, and I, 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 I met one uh, that proved me wrong on this. Any two human beings can come, overcome any obstacle together if they follow some rules regarding communication. First and foremost, you got to have a clearly identified goal. Secondly, you got to be honest, open-minded, and willing to work toward that goal. And then as long as there's no mudslinging or name-calling or, or insults being hurled, if we sit down to be open, be willing to talk to each other, to work this out for the, for the goal of let's get through it, let's go through it so we can get through it, we can overcome it. But pride and ego often get in the way and people under, they misunderstand my intention and my meaning with what they perceive and what it really is. And, and then, you know, we feel insulted. We feel slighted. We feel like we got to defend a position that isn't even under attack. And then the communication breaks down and now Mark and Bob don't talk anymore. It's a shame. You know, I'm tempted, but I won't. I'm so tempted to call this episode Crackhead Net because that would get people to stop scrolling for a second and go, Crackhead Net? No, I'm not going to call it the Crackhead Net um, because we didn't talk about the entire show. Bob, this has been so much. Uh, <laughs> if you want to spend the next four hours talking about crack, I have a PhD in it. I mean, you no, can't smoke crack okay. for 35 years and not, not be pretty good at it, but not promoting drug use, by the way. It's sad that we have to put that disclaimer out there, but uh, it's also not yeah. a part of my life anymore either, so. Right. No, that's that's good. Listen, we talked a lot about about adversity on the show. It was a great conversation. So where can we go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world? You can go to bobgaletta.com, which is a whole other story. Uh, it's a website that got decimated. It's currently under construction. You can reach out to me on social media. Uh, go to my name right now. I'm, I'm rebranding myself under the the inspiration, authenticity and joy 
banner. But in the meantime, you can find me on social media. You can go to BobbyMush13 on Instagram or BobbyMush13 on Twitter, which I rarely ever use. Or you can just uh, reach out to me on Facebook. You can get book a call with me. Go to BobGaletta.com. Get on my calendar. We can book a discovery call. And we'll know within a couple of minutes whether or not we sync. Also, last plug. I have a room every day on Clubhouse. It's in the Inspire Author- uh, Authenticity and Joy Club. And we meet every day at 7 o'clock Eastern time in the U.S. So come join us because then you won't be just listening to me. You'll be able to speak to me and I want to hear your voice. So that's the best place to be able to get a hold of me. All right. Well, Bob, thank you for being on the show today. I really appreciate your time. Absolutely, brother. Thank you very much. I hope you have a great and blessed day. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up, absolutely free. Just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.